you have your Bibles, turn to Psalms 34 just for a few minutes. And uh, let's stand in honor of the Word of God, and that'll give you time to stretch. <clears throat> if you need to go take a break or something, go drink some coffee or Mountain Dew, hurry back. Because this sermon is going to be laid on the line and do it quick, I promise you. Um, <clears throat> I thank God for His Word, <clears throat> and I thank God for who He is. A lot of times we want to concentrate on what he's done, but folks, if he didn't do a thing for us to help save us, it'd be enough. Amen. Psalms 34, we'll read verses 1 through 12. I'll give you my outline, preach the first point, and we'll be out here in about 15 minutes. The Bible says, I will bless the Lord at all times. I want you to underline the two words, all times. That's the challenge. Anybody can shout in church. Anybody can go down to camp meeting. They had a shouting time last night. I watched it all. They, I'm telling you, you can go down to camp meeting, you're going to shout. Uh, or pout one, amen. But anybody can shout in church. It's all times that counts. And I'm for that too. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually, would you underline that word, continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, aren't you glad you was here this afternoon? Oh, magnify the Lord with me. And let us exalt the name, his name, together. I sought the Lord, and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. They looked unto him and were lightened, and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel Lord encampeth around about them that fear him and delivereth them. O oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. Oh, fear the Lord, ye his saints, for there is no want to them that fear him. The young lion do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. Come, ye children, hearken unto me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. What man is he that desireth life and loveth many days that he may see good? Keep thy tongue from evil and thy lips from speaking guile. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. And the eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous and his ears are open, open unto their cry. You may be seated as I pray. Father, thank you for the wonderful testimony service, the youth singing. Lord, I want to thank you for the Senior citizen meal and all this labored many hours to serve us such a great meal and have such a great time together. Lord, thank you for uh, the encouraging news about our brother Howard, and I pray, God, that you continue to work. And please, dear God, give us faith. Faith to praise you when we can't figure out even why we're praising you. And we'll praise you and thank you nevertheless. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I want to give you just four quick things. In verse 1 and 2, we see the power of continual praise. Nothing will help energize, vitalize, and stimulate your faith like praise. Look at verse 1. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord, the humble shall hear thereof and be glad. 
Praise is saying this. You know God, you're really a great God. Amen. A lot of times we, we, we beg on our great faith. Stop bragging on your great faith and start bragging on your great Lord. And I want to tell you something, folks. When you boast in the Lord, you brag on Him, you exalt His name, something takes place. I want to tell you what it is. It's faith that is stretched. It's faith that grows. Look at verse 2. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. Amen. It's not a great faith in God. It's a great God that we have faith in. And I'm not against great faith, but I want to tell you something, folks. We ought to emphasize over and over and over again who He really is. He is God, and He has saved us, and He has sustained you more than you'll ever know, and He has been good all the time. Even though it seems like this has been a tough year for some of you, I'm going to tell you something, God, if you hadn't had God, you'd probably be in a mental institution right now. Folks, the word worship comes from two old English words, worth-ship, worth-ship. When you worship, you're saying, Lord, you're worth it. You are worthy. Uh, let me just say this. I can look at people, and I, and, and I know it's sometimes hard to look at people because you don't know how much gas is in the tank because of the two of the horn or to the seemingly indifferent expressions you have on your face. And we're all guilty of that. But I want to tell you something. You, I'll, I'll tell you this. You tell me about your worship, and I'll tell you what you think of God. Tell me about your consistency in worship, and I'll tell you what you think of God. If you really think of God like you ought to think of God, you will enjoy the song service, not endure it. You will enjoy the prayer meeting, not endure it. You will enjoy preaching from the Word of God and let your neighbor know it by nodding coming back up. One guy told a preacher, said, I don't like that sermon you preached. And the, guy, and the preacher looked back at him and said, I don't like your snoring either. But anyway, listen, he's worthy of our praise. He's worthy. In verse 2 it said, the humble is made glad. You know what we ought to do? We ought to encourage each other by our worship. Number one, you encourage people by being here. You encourage your children. You encourage your grandchildren. You, en you encourage the stranger. But folks, when you get here, you ought to look like God's encouraging you. And you ought to act like it. You ought to speak like it. You ought to sing like it. And if you can't do anything else, smile like it, praise God. Some people look like a mule looking at a new gate. Some people look like uh, your mother-in-law has come in to uh, live with you for three months and she won't leave and she won't pay for anything. Folks, listen, we ought to be happy people. We ought to be at least contented people because He is a great God and He is a great Savior. And every time I get down, and I do, I'm a very moody person. People don't realize that. I try to stay up up here, but I am a moody person. Folks, listen, some people... They just walk around with a cloud of doom over them. And the only time it gets bright is when you leave the room. I'll just be honest with you. It's pitiful. I've seen teenagers depressed. That's pathetic. I won't tell you why. You ought to be the happiest person in the world that you're a teenager. You know how happy I'd be if I was a teenager right now? With a full head of hair, bell-bottom bell blue jeans on and boots on. I'd be pretty happy, amen? But I passed that a long time ago. I can't even remember being a teenager. I know I wore some funky clothes, I'll tell you that. Leopard-colored leopard bell-bottoms and 
big old long collars down to here, you know. It was pathetic. I don't know how anybody dressed like that publicly. I mean, I looked like a clown. But everybody else did too, so we thought we was cool. Amen. But I want to tell you something, friend. Teenagers ought to be the happiest people in the world. Sometimes they're sad, and the number two killer for teenagers is suicide. You better be watching your children and their moods. And I want to say this, friend. Here, I'm giving you this, and I'm going to give these teenagers this, but I'm going to give you older teenagers this. The greatest way to grow in faith and the greatest way to express your faith is through praise. You praise God anyway. You praise God anyhow. You praise God in the morning. You praise Him in the noontime. You praise Him every day. You praise Him on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And you don't pipe it up or pump it up because you're in the choir. It's every day. It's continual praise. If you want your life to be changed, why don't you get up every morning instead of griping and complaining and not speaking to your Dear wife or dear husband, whichever one of you is a moodiest, I bet I could guess. No. Why don't you get up and just thank God for another day of life? Why don't you thank God for a few hours of sleep? Why don't you thank God you're sitting at a table with some Kellogg's cornflakes that she won't cook? Well, she wouldn't cook those anyway. But she wouldn't cook you breakfast and you, you're, you're eating Kellogg's cornflakes. She says you want a hot meal, warm them up. And you're just sitting here enjoying, enjoying life and say, hey, I've got an appetite. As soon as I leave here, I'm going to Hardee's. No, 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 don't do that. Don't, don't, don't do that. <laughs> but you know, sometimes we get up pitiful. And we all of a sudden start getting accounts of all the things that's going to go wrong before they go wrong, and they certainly will go wrong. I mean... Doom and gloom cloud has woke up. I come staggering in the kitchen. And you can just see it's, 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 it's almost suffocating. There's a, there's a fog that follows you. Because you ain't praised God for one thing, and you ought to thank God you got a step to take, a breath to take, a heartbeat, and praise God. You got children at the table that you might not can. Uh, put in the best tennis shoes but praise God they're there and they're halfway content and thank God they're alive and they're saved that ought to make you a shouting Presbyterian right there they're saved saved let me just close because I really want to get to the next point is that when you praise your fears are banished when, you're, when, you, when, you, when you praise God there's something about this fearful, and I'm going to tell you something, folks, and I don't apologize for saying this one bit. Everybody's a victim today. Oh, this is wrong, and this is wrong, and this is wrong. And let's have a lawsuit here, and a lawsuit here, and a lawsuit here, because it's all victim. I tell you what, we don't need victims in leadership we need victors, praise God. And we need somebody that knows the living God. And we need somebody that uh, is not depending on politics or, or people, but are depending on God. And folks, God is worthy to be praised. And God will get us out of this mess. And if He does it, there's going to be one day where there's going to be eternal light and there'll be no more night. And there'll be more, no more day of fussing and fighting and politicking and gloom and doom and victims. Good gracious. 
Folks, we're not victims. We're victors. Folks, the average Christian today is fearful and depressed and upset and a nervous wreck. That's not God's plan. God's plan is you to bless the Lord continually. There's power in perpetual prayer and praise. Brother um, Andrew asked me if we're going to have the prayer list. I said, no, we're having the praise list. He said, okay. He just asked, amen. I just told him. He usually asks when, when there's something that's out of ordinary, and that's good. But I want to tell you something, friend. What ought to be ordinary is prayer. And not just in a Thanksgiving service, but every day of your life. I want to read the verses. We'll close. But folks, if you want to get off this cloud of doom that's hovering over you, you want, to, you want to get out of this depression. Hey, you want to get out of the testimony that you've already lost the joy of your salvation, and some people wonder even if you're saved. And that's a terrible thing for people to wonder. Then you need to praise Him continually. I mean, not just be a power of positive thinking. I'm talking about the power of positive faith. That you know God is God. That you know that God is able. And that you know that God has been faithful. And that God will be faithful. And that God will always be faithful. And He is not fickle like this world's fickle. And He's not finagling and He's not trying to get your praise because He's not egocentric like half of us are. He deserves all praise, but He gives us an opportunity to praise because He knows it'll do us good. Because it'll increase our faith. It will magnify Him, and thank God it will magnify the testimony through your life that you believe that He is God. Let's stand to our feet, and I'm going to read the Lord's Prayer. Matthew chapter 6, turn with me. Matthew chapter 6, 19, 9 through 13. The reason I'm having you stand is because I really want to quit, and I know if you're not standing, I'm going to preach on. I'll preach on to December 25th. I'm so excited about these testimonies. You want to get this preacher excited, you just testify. and You just praise God and you act like you want to be here. and You act like you don't want to leave. You get this preacher, old as I am, cranked up. That's probably not a good word, Brother Steve. You use it a lot too. Amen. Does that crank your tractor? No. Anyway, Matthew chapter 6. We hope it pays for it. Amen. Matthew chapter 6. I want you to see something special about the model prayer. It's not the Lord's prayer. It is... Uh, the model prayer for the disciples. The Lord's prayer is John 17, but we won't get technical about it. I just want to read this prayer, and I want you to I want you to meditate on it real quick, and uh, we'll go, Amen. And I think you'll get something out of this. By the way, the NIV takes the last sentence of this prayer out of the prayer, and that is so sad. That is so sad. Here's the prayer. This is how we ought to pray. This is a model prayer. He says, after this matter, therefore pray ye. Say it with me. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Stop right there. It starts the prayer with what? Not asking for a thing, but hallowing his name. That means honor to your name. So you know how we ought to pray? Lord, get the honor from this. Get the glory from this. Read it with me. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Stop right there. What a pray for God's will to be done. And God's will for you is not for you to be sad and fearful, but faithful. Let's go on. Wait a minute. I've got to find out where I'm at.
Give us day, this day our daily bread. I was going to say something, but y'all went ahead. That's fine. Y'all want to go home, I can tell. God's been good to you with the daily bread. I'm talking about that bread from heaven. I'm talking about that substance when you couldn't go home. God gave you grace. The angels' primary privilege is to praise God, but they have no idea about the grace of God. You do. Daily bread. Daily grace. You know, it's only by the grace of God you're here. And it says, forgive our debts as we forgive our debtors. I already read that. Folks, you have no right to hold yourself under bondage of bitterness. Don't you let somebody rob you of your praise. Don't you let somebody take your spiritual smile by faith. Don't you let somebody drive you out of church because you're so disappointed in their sin or what they said. Let's go on, class. And lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from evil. Stop. Sound like a telegraph, don't it? How many times has God spared you from ruin? That ought to be enough to praise God for right there. All of you have been tempted, and don't you share it. I don't want to hear your dirty laundry right now. I'm going to go home and eat a sandwich. No, I'm not going to eat a sandwich. I've already had too much, amen? What am I saying? That's my custom. But folks, God's grace has been good to you, or you would be on the side like a lot of other casualties. But then I want you to see, started with praise. Now, what, how's he ended? Let's do it loud now. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Starts with praise, ends with praise. And praise God, I don't care if the NIV did take it out. God helped them, Brother Jeremy. His kingdom is his kingdom. And his power is his power. And his glory is forever. Father, thank you for this time we've had together. Thank you, dear Lord, for an opportunity to worship you, to give you worth. God, I know some people aren't bubbly and they're not loud, but they sure can be faithful and they sure can be peaceful and they sure can smile. They might not be shouters, but God delivers from being powders. God, they might not be camp meters, they might not jump pews, but God, help them to fill that pew with sinners because their testimony is so real and so joyful that it's attractive. God, help us to continually praise you. And Lord, you'll set us free from that cloud of doom, that egocentric fear, that despondency and depression, that worrying about what everybody will think if I mess up. And God will just be focused on thee. Increase our worship. 
and increase our faith. For thine is the kingdom and the power and glory.